The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Bart. A uh, another cold day right now, 33 degrees. A high today, uh, 47. Mm -hmm. It's a chance uh, that we'll get that warm because the sunshine will be out this afternoon. But in the meantime, uh, some snow showers. Another uh, morning with some snow on the car. It's just discomfort. <laughs> That's what you uh, experience, and uh, it's nasty. So I hope it gets nice tomorrow. Is it supposed to? Uh, no. Oh. No. Mm. Uh, all week, uh, cold and wet. So that's it. Well, it's a perfect day for tax day. Yeah, it's tax the deadline. Day. It is the deadline. You know, I have friends that have not filed taxes in decades. Mm. Do you? No, I, I was over at uh, Willis and Jurisdick yesterday, and there were people uh, pulling in. I thought they were. I thought it was. Um, a fast food window had been Oh added. yeah, I don't know what I'd do without Willis and Jurisac. <laughs> I would just like to say that right now. I have no idea. But yeah, what happens to the folks that don't do anything with their taxes for like 10 years? Uh, the IRS eventually catches eventually, up. Eventually, eventually, eventually. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it takes years and even decades. Mm -hmm. But when it does, I think they want all that money. Mm. So everything, everything all set here? Everyone done with their uh, taxes in the building? Yep, perfect. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, good luck. You still have um, really several months because you can file an extension today. It's super easy. Uh, you don't even need an excuse. You just file it and you can uh, do it online too. Yeah, you can. And then you can mm -hmm. spend your uh, tax return on a snowmobile <laughs> if you like. <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever set aside a tax return money to put towards something mm, that you're willing I don't to think share? So. No, no, I haven't no. either. Have you? Uh, not really. No. no, I don't think so. Maybe a car once. I don't know. Yeah, the key is to not have a tax refund because the government's just hanging on to your money, not paying you interest. Hmm. So, yeah. How about that? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, good news for uh, Cedar Point goers. And I have not been to Cedar Point in 22 years. Mm -hmm. Is that amazing? When's the last time you've been? Probably even longer. Really? Yeah. I'm wondering if we'll ever go back. My uh, daughter's getting at that age where it feels like Cedar Point's in our future. Uh, they've lowered the price from 85 to 80 this year, if you buy a ticket at the mm -hmm. gate. But they're normally 49.99. $80 to go. To you Cedar buy them online, they're like 50 bucks. But if you are like one of those families that just drives and then parks without doing any arrangements, and then you go buy mm -hmm. them at the gate, you will pay 80 dollars. Hmm. Uh, Cedar Point is having hiring fairs every mm. weekend between now and uh, the start of park season. They can't find people to work there. Apparently not enough uh, kids in Sandusky that need uh, summer yeah. jobs. My Aunt Kristen worked there for a summer. JTV's Matt Green worked there for a couple summers. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it's like college spring break for the employees. So mm -hmm. sounds like a fun place to work. 
The uh, Fox trial begins today unless they come up, uh, come, with, come to a settlement. Uh, yesterday, the judge delayed the trial start to today because there was talk that they might be settling, but it's expected to uh, start today. Uh, Fox News being sued by Dominion Voting, mm -hmm. $1.6 billion. Is that all? For hmm. fake news. Wow. Mm -hmm. 1.6, how much? 1.6 billion. 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 Billion dollars. Dollars. Speaking of uh, lawsuits, I saw NBA player John ja Morant is filing a countersuit <laughs> against the teenage boy that threw the basketball at his face. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah. A lot of lawsuit news. You invited the kid over to shoot some basketball. <laughs> I'm sure that's driveway. what happened. Yeah. Come on over, let's play horse. Uh, in other uh, sports news, Philadelphia Eagles Jalen Hurts became the highest played player in National Football League history yesterday. He agreed to a five-year, $255 million contract extension. Amazing. Yeah. Guys, if we would have uh, bet on something like this when uh, Jalen Hurts was benched for Tua in the second half of the National Championship game, would you ever think five years later he'd be the highest paid player in the league? No, amazing, mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. But he's a winner. Yes, and who actually pays for Jalen Hurts' salary? We do. We do. The fans, mm -hmm. the fans. Yeah. Um, big city, Chicago. Gosh, have you seen the uh, shenanigans that's going on in Chicago? Mm -hmm. I was getting ready to plan my summer uh, visit, uh, but then I changed my mind because hundreds of teenagers had taken over the street in uh, downtown. And um, if you've seen video of it, it's just uh, nuts. Just blocking traffic, jumping on cars, fighting. Two teenagers were shot at Millennium Park, which has uh, led Chicago police to uh, uh, have a curfew bag check. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just nasty. It's a horrible look. Who would want to go there? Well, Chicago is a wild, wild west because of the uh deeply ingrained uh, political system. Yeah, and there's, there's not enough money, there's no money for the police. There's not enough money. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess. It is, it's, yeah. it's, it, they do not follow the same set of um, rules, procedures, and law and order that uh, most of the rest of the country has. It's a, it is a different world for sure. Uh, good news, McDonald's is bringing back the Hamburglar. Oh. Yes, and they're improving the, uh, the products. They announced yesterday that they are going to make some improvements to the Big Mac, the McDouble, uh, the uh, hamburger and double cheeseburger. Uh, softer, pillowy buns are- uh, Wait, what? Softer, pillowy Ooh. buns. They're uh, improving the melt on the cheese. They are getting um, juicier caramelized flavor from adding white onions to the patties while they're being grilled. And even more of everyone's favorite Big Mac sauce. So more Big Mac sauce on the Big Mac. And the Hamburglar is coming back in uh, commercials. You know what the Hamburglar says? I don't know if he says anything. He does. Really? Rubble, rubble. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. Robble, robble. The Hamburglar. Okay. He, he's, he knows just that one word. But hmm. I don't think they could improve the McDonald's hamburger. I love it just the way it is. Well, I mean, the soft, pillowy buns, I mean, those are going to be worth a try. Uh, hold on, though. It won't 
roll out in uh, our area until maybe 2024. Oh my gosh. They're starting in the West Where do they coast. start? West, West coast. coast. Everything West always coast. starts on yeah. the West Coast and then mm-hmm. works its way back here. Yeah. The ORS Race Series Family Service and Children's Aid Run is happening on Saturday, April 29th. You can sign up at orsraceseries.com, 5K run, walk, and a kids run, 8.30 a.m. at Middle School at Parkside, presented by JTV Experience Jackson Fortress Cafe and M&K Jetting. Does it seem like there's uh, less people around these days? Um, I was just thinking we have way too many people, (laughs) Um, but I guess. Well, according to Bridge, Michigan, declining... Uh, population is occurring in the state of Michigan. What? Deaths outnumbered births in all but seven counties in Michigan in the year ending July 2022, according to new census figures, a result of the state's aging population and the devastating impact of thousands of COVID deaths. In Jackson County, our population uh, declined because uh, since 2002 through last year, we had 692 deaths and 309 births. What? Wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Say that again. 600 From what days? Oh, two years. Two years. Two I years. thought you said, you said 2002. Since I almost two, fell I'm out sorry, of my chair. Since 2020 to 2022. How many babies has Chris Brown had during that same time? <laughs> he doesn't live in Jackson County. So we had um, nearly 400 more deaths than births in Jackson County last year, so our population declined by that many. That's interesting. Yeah. Very uh, interesting. Wa- Washtenaw, uh, you can uh, see the uh, in the map from uh, Bridge, Michigan, uh, Washtenaw, uh, Kent County, uh, they had an increase, births exceeded deaths. Wayne County, wow, uh, more than 2,000 uh, deaths exceeded births. That's uh, another decline. You know where they're all going, besides dying? Florida. Uh, Northern Michigan. Florida. Yeah. Florida. I thought there was just a, uh, a study that Michigan's going to be the most desired place to live in 2040. It is. I don't We've know got the water. You know, the, the uh, Colorado River is being... Uh, Colorado River will be dry in two years, they say. The, the government is saying there's how much water you can take from the Colorado River to each state. And yeah, and so we don't have uh, hurricanes. Typically, we don't have uh, Typically, we don't have tornadoes, well, but that's changed over yeah. the last 10 years. Also in Florida, yesterday, Governor Ron DeSantis, continuing his battle with uh, Disney, he said he's going to uh, restore power to the local government board that was taken from Disney. And the, the governor uh, said the state is going to inspect the theme park rides. <laughs> and uh, I know that's, that's news that excites you a lot. And he <laughs> said, we might just put a prison next to Disney World. He actually said that yesterday. I don't think that happened. It's a lot of property. So, mm-hmm. um, well, that's, that's exciting. I'm, I'm anxious to hear about your next visit to uh, Disney World, when that will be, and, and if you ran into Ron DeSantis when you were there. I don't think so. I don't think Ron goes. I doubt he. uh, I doubt he does. Uh, Today's show brought to you by Sonneborn Orthodontics, Jackson's most trusted name in orthodontics for over 30 years. Thank you to Dr. Sonneborn and staff for helping us bring you today's morning show. Uh, Cascades. They are hosting a spring thaw. Hopefully, they'll have better weather than today. It's uh, April 28th and 29th. 
you can sign up at uh, Cascades website or their Facebook page. I want to say hi to Rebecca Davies, who watches our show every day. Rebecca Davies, thanks for watching and tuning in. Rebecca watches on uh, streaming platforms, which you can do as well. Uh, Roku, view it, and uh, more. Find us everywhere, uh, online, mm -hmm. as well as here on GTV. Uh, we've got um, the police blotter today. It comes to us from Oregon State Police. And at approximately 7.23 p.m. last Wednesday, Oregon State Police responded to Interstate 5 near milepost 192 regarding a report of U.S. currency being thrown from a vehicle. What? Yes. Police uh, located the vehicle, contacted the occupant, Colin Davis McCarthy, 38, of Eugene. He stated he was doing well and wanted to bless others with gifts of money. How much money? $200,000 he threw out his car window along the interstate. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. And uh, as you can imagine, caused a uh, traffic jam and backup and uh, just craziness. They said they didn't uh, ticket him, but told him that it was essentially littering, and they gave him a warning. Did he get the, all the, all the all money? All the money. Really? The money. And if you were to go there today, uh, you wouldn't find any because people have been going there looking for really? it's it. It's probably all blown away as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, uh, I need to thank uh, David Rice, not the one here, but his father. He brought me back a hat from the Masters. Oh, really? They went to the Masters? Uh, d yeah, Dave's father went. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, brought me back a hat. So this thank you very been, much. Would this have been a good year to go or a bad year to Any go? Any year would be a good year. Yep. With all the rain delays yeah, you and just the cold deal with weather? It, right? Still the Masters. Still the Masters. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Let me tell you about... I forgot what I was Love's Living about. in Jackson. Love Living in Jackson, yes. Heather Herndon presents Love Living in Jackson each week. Heather reminds us why it's great to live here. And this week we're highlighting the Jackson Symphony Orchestra. The Jackson Sym Symphony Orchestra is the musical leader in the Jackson area. This year is their third, is their 73rd concert season, providing world-class music and music education to the Jackson community. Visit jacksonsymphony.org to see their concerts, music on tap, and community music school offerings. Thanks to uh, Heather Herndon and the entire Herndon team, which added another Herndon, Lloyd Herndon, Lloyd. Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone at Howard Hanna Real Estate Services here in Jackson. Yes, Epic Mahler is the final subscription series concert of the season for the JSO, and it should be epic. Uh, there are uh, perhaps some high school athletes not too happy this week. Perhaps, yeah. It was a light scoreboard. Let's get to it. Our Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our friends at Extreme. A lot of cancellations. All of those baseball, softball, track, and golf things we put up yesterday all washed out. Uh, we had two soccer games. Uh, Grass Lake 8, Hanover Zip. Grass Lake earned its second win of the season, and then Tecumseh improved to 6-0-2 on the season with a three-zip victory over Jackson. We'll pop up today's on-deck schedule. We'll see if any of this stuff happens. I wouldn't want to play. Brandon, would you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're young, you're you want to play. Soccer, you can get, get going a little bit. Yeah. Um, Soccer... 
track. You know, baseball, softball, you can layer a little bit in those sports. Uh, golf, you can layer as well. Tennis, that's a little difficult. So. Boy, when it's cold and your uh, ball hits the club, you feel that. In your yeah, hands. it can ruin your entire uh, entire day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we talk so much about the weather. Let's uh, let's take a look outside at our hometown heating, cooling, more sky cam, and uh, it looks nicer than it appears. But uh, it's a frosty, frosty chill. There's Jackson High School. Thanks to hometown heating, cooling, and more for helping us bring you the sky cam and weather each day. Visit it, heatandcoolwithus.com. Kindergarten Roundup begins today for Jackson Public Schools. They're doing it at each school on a different day, first day, at the beautiful new Cascades Elementary. It runs from 5 to 6.30. They want you to get there early because it's a whole program. There will be snacks. Uh, they'll teach you, uh, they'll teach the little kids how to... Uh, Tie your shoes? Juice box. Oh, little the juice, juice box. Yes. How Capri Sun uh, straw entry. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole segment on straw entry of the ju juice box. <laughs> Brandon, when you were a kid and the straw <laughs> broke in half, was that a round ruiner for you? I mean... Yeah. Those Capri yeah. Suns are really difficult. You got to right. stick them in on an angle. On an angle, but so yeah, if, you're, if it's your first day, you're holding the Capri Sun and then... And then you nice. squirt the uh, lunchroom egg I in the eye. I still can't open a juice box. Or really? Or sun. Oh, yeah. well. All I use scissors, cut right the top the off. I'll, yeah. I'll use a pencil. I'll yep. do anything. Well, it's so people can't uh, get in those juice boxes. Who's on the show today? We've got a great show lined up. We're going to get things started with Dr. Tim Peterson right after this quick commercial break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. The Stunt Dog Experience is back again this year at the Jackson College Potter Center. Chris Perandi's Stunt Dog Experience is out of this world with a cast of performers and dogs who will delight audiences of all ages. All the dogs have been rescued from pounds and shelters across the country, and the show's mission is to promote animal rescue, pet adoption, mm -hmm. encourage spay and neutering, and encourage people to spend more time with their pets. For tickets, call the box office or visit jccmi.edu slash Potter Center. Our first guest on the show today from Henry Ford Health, Chief Medical Officer of Henry Ford Allegiance Medical Group, Dr. Tim Peterson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great to see you both. Yeah, great to have you here. Before we jump in, we should probably uh, explain a little bit about what uh, Henry Ford Medical Group is and uh, who's a part of that. Sure, that's a great question. Um, so I want to start actually by defining what a medical staff is and also what a medical group is okay. because those two terms sound really similar, but they're actually really different things. Every hospital in America has a medical staff. So any doctor, nurse practitioner, uh, PA, who practices medicine or surgery in that hospital has to be a member of that medical staff. They have to follow the hospital rules, they have to have their quality supervisors, a lot of things that go around practicing medicine or surgery in a hospital. A medical group, which is what the Henry Ford Allegiance Medical Group is and what I'm the, the leader of, is an employed arrangement for physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, what we call advanced practice practitioners or APPs. So that employment arrangement creates a group where we all come together, share resources, supervise each other, 
share benefits, lots of things that you can do as a collaboration in a group. The Henry Ford uh, Jackson Hospital has a medical staff that includes many community providers who may be watching, may be taking care of people who are watching, and they practice in that building, medicine or surgery in the hospital. The medical group is the employed doctors, employed nurse practitioners, and PAs that also practice in that hospital, but also practice in the community, the primary care doctors, the surgery office, and those sorts of things. So six uh, months as uh, in this role for you, How, how's it gone so far? It's been fantastic. We have a really great team, uh, some of the most dedicated, smart, caring people that I've had an opportunity to work with in my career. Uh, it's been really a pleasure to get to know them, to get yeah. to know the community as well. Just last week, uh, Henry Ford Health, along with all the major hospital systems in the state, announced uh, a relaxation of the, the mask uh, mandates. And for people working in the hospital, that's got to be great news. You know, it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword in some respects. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the one hand, absolutely yes. It's great to be able to see smiling faces and interact with each other and with our patients in the way that we're all traditionally accustomed to. It's fantastic that the pandemic has gotten to a point where we all feel like it's safe to be able to do that. On the other hand, people still get COVID and it can still sometimes be a serious illness. And so there is that kind of give and take. And we do have to make sure that we're wearing masks when people are sick. But we do have the freedom now when people are well and in common spaces to be unmasked. And it is really nice to be able to see each other full face again. I think everyone uh, over the course of the pandemic, uh, well, maybe they thought they did some research, but uh, everyone kind of became a, uh, uh, a little bit interested in healthcare, I think, uh, over the course of the pandemic. What excites you about the future of healthcare here in our county? Sure, so what really attracted me to this role was Henry Ford's commitment to the community and to the people that live in that community. Um, there's a lot of opportunity here in the both for the Jackson Hospital, but also for the medical group, which I told you earlier is all the doctors and nurses that are practicing in our outpatient clinic buildings. There's a lot of opportunity to serve this community in a lot of ways that maybe we haven't traditionally been. And so part of my job is really envisioning that growth, envisioning that future, listening to the community about what the community needs from us and helping build a diverse medical practice that's able to meet the needs of that community. So. Anybody that takes on this kind of job really likes the idea of building something big and grand and seeing the benefit that it's able to serve for the mm -hmm. people around it. And that's, that's really exciting because there's a lot, of, a lot of opportunity ahead of us. So if we need a certain specialty in the community, if we don't have enough providers in that specialty, are you, are you part of looking for uh, uh, beefing, beefing that specialty Absolutely, up? yes. Yeah. I don't think we'll be doing liver transplants at Jackson no, Hospital okay. anytime soon. Yeah. I don't think we'll be doing heart transplants anytime soon, but I think there's lots of things that we could potentially do more of or differently than we might already have been. And so it's just a huge opportunity for us to look around the community, see what the community's needs are, and figure out a way for us to be able to build that here safely and responsibly. Yeah, I think uh, like dermatology mm -hmm. is an example yeah. where, where uh, I think the health system and the medical group looking for uh, dermatology practitioners for the for the area. So that's one, that's a great example, one mm -hmm. that I heard very early on when I started yeah. here in December. Uh, and I've actually reached out to some colleagues of mine that have a lot of experience managing dermatology practices to try and understand what it would take to successfully build a dermatology practice here in Jackson, mm -hmm. in the city of Jackson, in the county of Jackson, to meet the community's needs. And it, it'll be a bit of a challenge, but it's, you know, challenges are why you sign up for jobs mm -hmm. like this, so. Dermatologists like to go to uh, Naples, Florida. That's <laughs> <laughs> where all the skin cancer is, is down in Florida. So. So I don't have a medical ailment that I know of right now, but Usually Andy I always have a little something, something going on. Uh, let, let me ask you about food poisoning. <laughs> sure. Can yeah. you catch food poisoning from someone that has food poisoning? Well, food poisoning, food poisoning is a right? colloquial term <laughs> that generally means a lot of vomiting and or a lot of diarrhea. 
So it can be caused by a lot of different things. And sometimes, yes, if it's caused by an infection in a person's intestinal tract, absolutely yes, it can be contagious from person to person. Mm. Most things that we think about as food poisoning are actually not an infection in the colon, but a bacteria or a toxin that was in a food product. Mm -hmm. And then once that toxin passes through your system, your symptoms are all better, and you can't really pass the toxin on yeah. to another person. Yes, and Andy has that question today because we have an employee who is not here today because of food poisoning. <laughs> that employee made yes. a great choice. Yes. Please wash your hands before you come Please. back to work. Please, yes. Yeah. I think the whole the whole family's down with mm -hmm. the old FP. Yeah, it runs through the house. I guess. Uh, I guess the, it can. <laughs> I think I think I know how it started. I actually. do too. Yeah. Um, so all during the pandemic, we were, as a community, uh, supporting the healthcare providers, our everyday heroes, as we're hopefully at the tail end of the pandemic, the support of healthcare providers uh, is still important. Now, what's the best way that we can continue that, that, su that support? That's a great question. I, I really appreciate the perspective on that question. It was really gratifying as a practicing doctor, also as a leader of, of medical group, to see that community rally around the providers, all of us, whether it's the uh, housekeeping staff keeping the place clean, whether it's the nursing staff, the folks answering the phone. I think everybody in the organization felt that community support for the work that we do yeah. to help that community be healthy and well. I think the single most important thing any of us can do for our provider team is, is just to say thank you, truthfully. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all went into this profession because we wanted to make a difference in the lives of others. And just hearing a simple thank you is, is all any of us really need to feel that reward in our day. But we're also ready to hear anything else that the community needs from us. So actively engaging in your care, talking to your doctor, your nurse practitioner, your care team about what the barriers are for your care, what you need in order to be healthy and well, that's the stuff that we want to be able to do for you. So giving mm -hmm. us that information helps us do our jobs better, which is incredibly rewarding as well. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really all we need from our patients in our community. Do you remember what it was that uh, inspired you to get into healthcare? Um, you know, I really just wanted to spend my time in my profession doing work that I could believe in and felt like made a difference in the world. And, and I chose, so I practice in the emergency department here at Jackson Hospital. I chose to be an emergency medicine doctor because I just wanted to be able to take care of anybody that walked through the door. I love catching babies. I love treating heart attacks. It's really awesome to be able to cut somebody's chest open and massage their heart and keep them alive. Like yeah. the things that I get to do as an ER doctor is incredibly diverse and incredibly rewarding. Wow. And the stuff I get to do as an administrator builds the environment for doctors and patients to be well. So I get to work on both sides of that fence. Yeah. I have the best job on the planet, and from my perspective. Catching babies, you're not throwing babies around. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. We catch them gently. Shop talk. Uh, yeah. That's talk to talk for Shop uh, talk, yeah. delivering yeah. a delivering baby. Delivering babies, yeah, which go. mercifully does not happen much in the emergency <laughs> department. But yeah. when it does, it's a real privilege. Dr. Uh, Tim Peterson joining us on The Morning Show. Thanks so much. Uh, we hope you'll come back and see us again. Thank you for the opportunity. More of The Morning Show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show, being brought to you by Vermeulen's Furniture for uh, three generations uh, serving our community and Nicer weather is coming, and that is patio season, and Vermeulen's has a great selection. New pieces arriving daily at Vermeulen's. You're invited to the Summit to Reduce Violence. This is the second 
effort to gather the community and those with an interest in making all of us live in a safer community. The Summit to Reduce Violence, presented by the City of Jackson, Jackson Police Department, Jackson College, Jackson County Sheriff's Office, and the Jackson County Prosecutor and others. It includes a continental breakfast at the start of the day, a great program featuring guest speaker Dr. Chris Maldi from Michigan State, and uh, so much more. Also a lunch is included, so plan the day to be at Jackson College next Friday. With us now is the leadership from Barex. We have CEO Tom Jurasek and COO Andrew Geisel. Good morning. 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 Great to see you guys and uh, here today for a few reasons, but first let's get uh, started. Congratulations on uh, you guys will be uh, awarded as one of uh, Michigan Celebrates Small Businesses Best Small Businesses. That's uh, quite the honor. That's what they told us, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's like it's the 19th annual uh, that they've done this. Okay. And there's a, a celebration on May 2nd, I believe it is, up in Lansing at the Breslin Center. Very cool. So. Congratulations mm -hmm. to you guys and your team. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, some 800 people will gather to honor you and other Michigan small businesses. And we also have in Jackson, RJ's Heavenly Delights, RJ's Metropolitan Ice Cream, uh, and the uh, folks at Sealand uh, Air. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All, all great companies uh, with great, great success stories. Of a new, you're the newest of those three uh, companies. You, you've just been around for a couple of years. What do you attribute the the notoriety, the success? Uh, how did you get on the map so fast, Tom? I think what we did was uh, network, right? Mm -hmm. So there's um, there's a group of. Uh, Within the state, I'd say companies, uh, nonprofit accelerators, incubators, things like that. So we got involved from the very beginning. We said, um, let's let's go to their conferences, let's go to their happy hours, whatever it is. And just we sat through most of them, didn't know anyone. And then over time, they said, hey, we've seen you here. Who are you? And we just introduced ourselves, and we we, we created a relationship. So that's kind of the key to business, right? Relationships. Yeah. So that's that's what we focused on little by little. And then over time, I think we showed up enough. We they had to pay attention to us. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, what you do is you help maximize manufacturing operations or business operations. Talk a little bit about what it is uh, you guys do when you um, first start working with a company. Yeah, absolutely. So if we take manufacturing for an example, we'll go in and we look at their operations and what data are they collecting today and what information are they missing as far as their production information. A lot of times that's the direct data coming from the machines itself. So I'm sure you guys have heard of like IOT, which is Internet of Things, smartphones controlling your, um, your garage door at home. That's yeah. an example of an IOT technology. Uh, we do that for manufacturing. So we'll connect directly into the machine itself. And so we're able to pull some pretty crucial data that otherwise was manually captured or really um, inaccurate in a lot of times. Do you have an elevator speech? And keep in mind, I'm getting off on the second floor. <laughs> we, we do, we do, yeah. Well, uh, we, we kind of have two areas, right? So we do the custom data projects. Someone says, hey, I have an HR system and an mm -hmm. ERP and accounting and spreadsheets. I want to throw that together and analyze it. Can you help? Yeah, we can connect, aggregate, transform that data into dashboards or information you can do something with. The other side is um, we take a small piece of hardware, connect it to a manufacturing machine, that helps us get the data out, and that helps different layers of a manufacturer. Maintenance, why are we down? Quality, we have scrap. 
uh, the shop floor, is the machine running or not? If you got 100 machines, it's always sometimes hard mm -hmm. to know if the machines are actually running yeah. and, or slow. And then there's other different things that we can get with that data. So those are kind of the two sides of the house from a, a double elevator speech. And, and you guys have uh, developed your own products and uh, something new is uh, what we're looking at on the screen right now is Shop Pulse. And uh, folks will have an opportunity to learn about that. You guys are speaking at the Manufacturing Ops uh, Conference on April 24th. I believe that's in Lansing. Uh, what is Shop Pulse, Tom? Or Andrew? Yeah, yeah. so it, uh, that second half of what Tom was talking about, uh, it's a productized version of our ability to go in and provide that information directly for off of the uh, machines in the manufacturing shop. So you well. guys you guys hook right up to these to machines and um, is that something that's been done data wise before? I mean talk a little bit about that process and kind of what makes it different for what you guys are doing. The first players in this space really started in 2016 okay. but they didn't really do a lot until about 2019 okay. so it's not a very old technology you can get some of these automation companies that go in and, and reprogram the PLCs and they're more controls engineers they're, they're they're more doing that they don't think as much about what data is coming out how do we show it is it actionable and is it is it aesthetically pleasing mm -hmm. um, so those are a couple of things that we look at we take our data side and then now we say well, we'll just go get the machine data it's just another data source to mm -hmm. us it's not it's not the data source it's just one of many uh, so, so it's it's something uh, newer in the last year for us, but wow. but it's not necessarily new, but but it is in the last couple of years sure. overall throughout from when when you're seeing that. So wow. the more adoption rate, um, you know, it's it's hard it's hard as a manufacturer right now to make money. There's a lot of cost mm -hmm. increases, and there's um, sometimes lack of demand, chip shortage, what 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 have you. So uh, the more their machines are running, the more they're making money generally. Got a uh, conference you mentioned, a couple of opportunities really in the next uh, few weeks. The Michigan Celebrates Small Business Gala, um, but we've also got this uh, conference, uh, MFG OPS uh, conference, and you guys are uh, presenting at that? There's two of them, yep, 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 MFG Ops and then Integrate. Yeah, Integrate is in Detroit on May 9th. I believe awesome. it is, and then the manufacturing ops is uh, this upcoming Monday, April 24th in Lansing. And so yeah. we're going to go a little bit deeper into uh, what all of this means mm -hmm. um, and how uh, it's, it's very intimidating for smaller manufacturers. They hear a lot of yeah. about Industry 4.0 and all these new technologies, but they don't know how to use it or is it even important to, to us or to me, and so that's where we're gonna kind of break that down a little mm -hmm. bit in detail. How powerful is it uh, for you guys, knowing you've only been in existence, uh, I think under, really under two years, um, knowing that you're helping change uh, multi-million dollar companies and the way they operate? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's why we're here, is to, to add value, so mm -hmm. um, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, good. And you've uh, got success stories already. You've oh, yeah. been able, to, you, you can, find savings and, and improvements, uh, reduce downtime. It's, it's an instant result, isn't it? We, we do have specific white paper case studies, mm -hmm. so, so to speak, and then we also have uh, a couple of clients had specific ideas of what, hey, can you add this piece in, mm -hmm. kind of like a research and development side. Yeah. We said, yeah, let us take a look at it. So right now we're building on 
to the shop halls for a couple clients for one SPC and quality data and then two we're connecting to their ERP to put information back into one of their other systems. Mm -hmm. So yeah, able to, to work with them on, on not only our, our core product but some, some additional benefits that, the, yeah. that they're finding. Andrew, how do you de define a small to mid-size manufacturer? Is it by revenue, by uh, size? Uh, we like to say kind of by machines because that's okay. what we look at. So usually anywhere between 10 machines up to a couple hundred okay. is what we're looking wow. at. In general. You actually, uh, you, work, you, you work with us? You've mm -hmm. got some projects you're working on here at JTV? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, so those two sides, right? One a little bit more manufacturing focused, the other really any type of business that has data yeah. that's looking at a better way to organize it and understand it and w have different workflows, so yeah. Well, con uh, congratulations uh, uh, again on, on receiving this award. And one more time, if uh, people would like, people would like to uh, see you guys. There's opportunities. Uh, the next one coming up on Monday, uh, and that will be uh, in Lansing. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys have some plans to uh, be around local. I know you're working with JAMA. Um, have you planned your summer schedule yet, as far as uh, events and uh, speaking engagements and things like that? Not even close. Not yet. I think we got through June, <laughs> through May right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, congratulations on all the success. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank you. It. Tom Jurasek and Andrew Geisel from Barex. More of the morning show right after this quick one. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Today's show is brought to you by the Enchanted Forest Bar and Grill. They're located at 3705 Ann Arbor Road. They have daily specials, and on Sunday, they even offer a brunch and Bloody Mary Bar. Visit EnchantedForest.com for more info or to check out the menu. Joining us now is the Jackson Director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, Zoe Lyons. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. People might be seeing uh, blue pinwheels around town. We've got uh, a couple organizations that are uh, observing and reminding people that it's uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month, and right. I know that's, that's a big focus for MDHHS. Right, absolutely. Our goal is to prevent child abuse from ever happening, so, mm -hmm. yeah. That'd be nice if someday we didn't have to have organizations mm -hmm. that were you know, dedicated to that. Um, so, what is it um, about the month that, um, what are the things that people need to know to um, help mm -hmm. uh, prevent child abuse? You know, um, one of the things that we've been talking about most, I think, in the last, well, probably just the last couple of years are creating positive childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. So you've heard us talk about adverse childhood experiences and child abuse and neglect are um, a couple of those. And so the, the new research is out and says we can change the trajectory of our children's lives by creating these positive childhood experiences. And those are really things that every single one of us mm -hmm. can do. And, so. not, and not everyone is, you know, exposed to this, right? So out of sight, out of mind. But you provided right. some numbers for us. Um, mm -hmm. But you month, average monthly about 350 calls, and of those 350 calls, 110 cases are open. So, right. Right. I mean, if we're doing the math, it's it's significant. Over, yeah. you know, 1,200 active cases 
per year right. uh, in our county. Right, and that's Jackson. Jackson, right. right. Yeah, so um, we've, we've just done a lot of great work uh, on the prevention side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most of my career has been spent responding to mm -hmm. things that come in. Um, now we're really focused on the front end. So what are the things that we can do before families come to our attention? Even, um, even in our, uh, our assistance payment side of our yeah. business where we say, let's get your family some food assistance. Let's get them some Medicaid. Remove some of the sort of stressors uh, that families can have. And um, stress doesn't cause child abuse to happen. But you know, we, we know that when people's basic needs are met, mm -hmm. they're able to, to focus on some of the things like taking their kids to the park because mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about what we're going to have for lunch, right. you know. And in addition to um, preventing and being aware of the prevention uh, community in child abuse, we also mm -hmm. celebrate all of those that work hard. It's going to be, right. oh my gosh, what a heartbreaking job to be dealing with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, families where there's, there's child abuse. Right. Yeah, we have a really great team, and um, and May we're gonna do some more celebration of them as we talk about foster parenting as well. Um, but you know, one of the things that that we uh, try to do in our whole community is create a trauma informed community, and so we do that within my office as well. And so when uh, when some of my staff uh, have something more difficult, they sort of wrap around each other and um, and help take care of of each other as well. And that's what we want to see happen in our community. We want to see um, neighborhoods take care of the children in their neighborhoods, churches uh, take care of the children within their churches. And when we can sort of create that in our community, um, then we're, we're better off as a community. I, I think you said this, but I want to repeat it again. 15% of Michigan youth have four plus adverse childhood experiences. Um, mm -hmm. That's amazing, really. Yeah. And these are, um, these are big experiences, yeah. I mean, a lot of times. So. Yeah, the, the trauma that, that we experience in our um, childhood anywhere, well, frankly, there's historical trauma now, so mm -hmm. we know it can be passed down from one generation to the right. next. So even before we're born, it's uh, how, what our parents' experience is important. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, it, it affects our brains. And so one of the things that we talk about when we talk about adverse childhood experiences is a mindset shift. You've probably heard me say this before, but sometimes we look at people and I think the, the immediate thought is, oh my gosh, what's wrong with that person? Mm -hmm. But we, we, we wanna shift away from that because we know that our experiences can create our behaviors later. And so um, it's a more empathic response of, hmm, I wonder what might've happened yeah. in that person's life that is causing them to respond this way. Um, and it's one of the things that we've taught our, um, our staff first, because people come into our office with needs and, and sometimes it's hard to walk into my office. And so creating just a, a welcoming experience is what we wanna do. Are there people that uh, don't realize they're being abusive, that they think they're just being uh, maybe a stern Parent oh, I would imagine, yeah. Um, a lot of what we do is education. Mm -hmm. You know, talk about what's a what's an appropriate disciplinary uh, technique. How can we teach mm -hmm. when we um, correct our children instead of um, you know harming them long term? So a lot of what we do is um, is getting involved. Mm -hmm. And even if we find uh, maybe something didn't happen in the family, we use that opportunity to teach them, like and and offer parenting classes mm -hmm. or therapy or um, we get them connected with some of our local organizations like Partial to Girls, mm -hmm. uh, which can provide them with some resources. So um, 
So yeah, a lot of it is teaching. A lot of it is teaching. And neglect, that's abuse too. So not keeping the child uh, bathed or the food or mm -hmm. a lot of things we don't even oh. consider. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, basic needs being met, food, clothing, medical care, those are types, those are all the things that we focus on in terms of neglect, even emotional, like mm -hmm. our kids need emotional love and support, and so there can be emotional neglect as well. Yeah. Lots of times these things overlap with things like substance use disorder, mental health issues, um, other things that are going on. So again, we create these positive childhood experiences, um, and I, the one thing I would just really focus on is, and that we think is, um, caring adults in the mm -hmm. life of a child can make a huge difference. Right. So we talk about our teachers and our counselors and uh, our neighborhoods and our aunts and uncles. Like, if you're an adult in this community, find a child and, and just engage mm -hmm. with them and, and let them know that you care. I want to talk about uh, quickly calling and, and reporting. Uh, I, I know you get a lot of calls from schools, but you get a lot of calls from people that, like you said, they care. Um, people, maybe they see something you call, right? I right. mean, what, what's that process like? So there's, uh, there's a 1-800 number that you can mm -hmm. call. Um, people can get onto michigan.gov and just search for it, or um, uh, I know it by heart, so we can share <laughs> it. Uh, but um, but it, they just simply make a call. Okay. And mm -hmm. the good news is that we, our centralized intake now is able to send us prevention cases. So That's again, great. if it doesn't meet the criteria, they're still sending it to us so we can check in with folks. Love a lot of good things happening behind the scenes, that's right. for sure. Right. But if you see someone like a, a, a one and a half year old wandering in the street by himself, call the police. Yes. yes. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Help. Right. Wait. <laughs> yes. Wait. Yes. yes. We, get, we get those calls yeah, that as well. Mm -hmm. So can you give us an example of uh, maybe a, one of these uh, positive childhood experiences that maybe a family could try today? Yeah. Um, so this is something the community can try. A positive childhood experience is um, youth it, having enjoyment in community traditions. So um, think about all the, the community traditions that we have in Jackson. We have so many of them. Um, are there youth there? That's the question I always ask. Mm -hmm. Are these for the adults or do the youth also enjoy it? And is there any way that we can make that youth connection for those, those community events? Yeah, and every year um, there's more and more of those that happen right here in Jackson. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, a lot of people work hard to put on uh, these kinds of things, so yeah. take mm -hmm. advantage of them. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's all this month, but it's not just this month. It's all the time. It is all yeah. the time. Right. Thanks, right. Zoe. Thank you. Uh, Zoe Lyons is the Jackson director of the Jackson office of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The morning show continues right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Have you been uh, in Detroit lately? Yes. Well, they have uh, an issue that a Detroit City Council person wants to solve. She was in the Plum Market downtown. Have you been in that one? I haven't been in that Very one. Very nice. But um, she made a salad at the salad bar, went to the checkout, and took out a $20 bill. And they said, oh, mm. sorry, uh, we don't accept cash. Mm. Uh, we'll take payments by card, phone, even watch, but no cash. So she is bringing to the City Council a, uh, a law that says you have to accept cash. 
because so many places in Detroit have gone cashless. So many places in the country have gone cashless. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, it's very difficult. You have a, pi a pile of cash in your pocket, and you want to treat your friends to uh, booze at the ball game, but you can't. No. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is. Well, I the money says this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. I mean, so I would think that you know you should be able to take cash. They should have a cash like a just. You should be able to enter the cash, like yeah. give the cash into the machine. Well, you know, some people. Don't. I'm with this gal. I'm is with it her gal? too. It's yeah, yeah. Angela uh, Whitfield Calloway. All right, let's get her on the phone. I would like to sign uh, sign that petition. I would have said just take the salad. Just I, take it. If, and get if the I was hell working with it, she, I mean, she went through the salad bar, made you it. You can't all use up. cash at the airport. Some airports you can't yeah, use no. cash. You have so. to actually use put cash into a debit card machine to get a debit card, so you can use that. Real quick, if you'd like to save money, these things are cheaper since the pandemic. Gym memberships, hotels, I don't think no. so. Solar panels, until mm, you try and install them. Okay, well, we'll continue <laughs> on that later. I don't know if any of that's true. Tomorrow morning, John Waldron and Bill Jors from Southern Michigan Bank and Trust, Kevin Oxley from the Jackson County ISD with Mike Smida from Western Schools, and Melinda Long from First United Methodist church. Later today, Julie Evers, Christina Robbins, Bethany Stutzman, Abigail Kelly, Everett Pendergrass, Cassandra Coburn, Aiden Metelka, and Brittany Marsha. That starts at one. We'll see you then.